welcome to the Men of Iron podcast. My name is Jeff Reimold, and I'm here with my guy, J-Dub. Justin, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. El Jefe. Yes. Sorry, I wanted to give you a nickname right off the bat. I love it. That's probably You've probably heard that before, though. I have. Right. I actually was Jefe in Spanish class. <laughs> so there you go. That's, really a, that's not really a nickname. It's actually just your name. It's my name, yeah. but we're going with it. But uh, can you believe it's February already? Very quickly going through this year. Oh my word! Yeah. Are you a, are you a resolution guy or how's that looking you? Yeah, I do. I like uh, I like to be organized. I like to vision cast and reflect. So yeah, it's a there's nothing magical about you know just going into a new year. I think people get lost in that and like oh I've got to do all this you know, new things. It's nothing mm. actually magical, but it's yeah. a good natural like marker, right? To yeah. to look back and look forward. So yeah, I I, I like it. You? Yeah, I. I'm not like a resolution guy. I'm more of like, I like to look at either a behavior or something like that, that I want to focus on. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, but I have noticed already that the gyms are starting to thin out yeah. and you know, that's the funny thing about resolutions, right? Die well, quickly. the thing that I love is we're going to be talking about some great topics this month. Yeah. Um, we're in this series. It's called faith conversations for men. And we're going to kick it off. <clears throat> excuse me kick it off by talking about being a Christian at work. Mm -hmm. It's like a pretty big topic. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, you know, some people, when they talk about faith at work, like it literally can get them in trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, so it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. And I know, uh, people handle it a lot of different ways, but, um, you know, just so everybody kind of has an idea of where we stand. Um, for me, I've, been in the professional world for 32 years. Whoa. 15 of them have been in non-Christian organizations and the rest uh, with Christian organizations. What's that breakdown look mm. like for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, most of my adult career has been in the Christian workspace. So I did a lot of like secular jobs in high school, college, uh, early, you know, coming out of, out of those two seasons. But been a youth pastor. I've been at two Christian nonprofits. So I feel like most of my adult life has actually been in uh, yeah. Christian environments, which have their own challenges. That I know that we're going to talk about. So mm -hmm. it's not just like, oh, yeah, I'm in the clear. I mean, that leads me right into the first thing is like in a, a Christian, in a Christian organization, what are some of the things that you think are challenges for there? Yeah, I think uh, complacency is a big one. Um, just assuming that because I work mm. at a Christian organization or a church or nonprofit or whatever it is, that I, like my personal walk with the Lord is just somehow covered, and mm. like I don't have to be working on myself <laughs> and pursuing God because I'm I'm already I'm doing the, the Lord's work, uh, and I think that's a big mm. one, like just personally. And then I think um, it's easy to just as a culture can be the same thing. You know, our culture is good and we're doing things right uh, because we're a non, you know, we're a Christian nonprofit. We're 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 a church, mm -hmm. you know, especially. Yeah. And I think even as someone who's participating in that, also it, it the flip side too can be you uh, you like expect perfection. So there's there's the mm. side of like complacency. Yeah. 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 But there's mm -hmm. also the side of like no grace because you're like, well, this should be perfect. I'm a super Christian. Right. Yeah. You know, uh -huh. exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the funny thing is it's estimated that up to 90% of Christians work in non-Christian work wow. environments. That's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot, man. Which is great. I think that's awesome. It's, it's a great because you talk about mission field mm -hmm. and you talk about opportunity, but 
man, there's a lot of things that can happen uh, that can stunt you, that can uh, get you off track, all those kind of things in those scenarios. And one of the things that I was really wanting to focus on a little bit was like this sort of personality trap of, you know, when you kind of have a tendency to be like the people you're around and, you know, the idea of hiding your faith because you work in an environment where everybody's against it or, you know, Hey, I work with a bunch of people who talk about politics all the time. So I talk about politics all the time or, you know, those kind of things. And I think that siloing of your faith is pretty prevalent in those Mm -hmm. scenarios. So why do you think it's so easy for us to do that where we, we just don't include our faith in scenarios where there's not other Christians around us? Mm. Yeah, I think it's, um, I mean, there's some like psychology probably to it, you Mm. know, that, you know, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be, like you said, uh, like the others around me. I mean, there's just, that's just Mm. a natural human tendency to want to be part of other people and, and be accepted and valued. And I think, so whatever, you, you know, mirroring others around you is just a natural thing. So if that's not happening for them, you're not participating as well. And then I think when it comes to why, you know, the, my faith though could stir things up. Like it, I could, it could not only, not only is no one else doing it, but it could actually set me apart and push me out of the group. And I think people are afraid of what that looks like. Mm. Um, don't want to be, yeah, left out, judged. Uh, I mean, and you might be, and you could be working in an environment where you're like, I'm not sure if this is going to get, like you said before, this might get me in trouble. I don't know what I can say, mm-hmm. yeah. what I can do. Just easier to like, just not have it at all. Just keep it at home. Yeah, yeah. I think I heard a stat a while ago that said that 1% of Christians talk to non-Christians more than once per year Wait, about so, their faith. Wait, 1%. Less than 1% yeah. talk to one one person who is not a Christian about becoming one. It's a very low per number. Year. That's a very it's, low. It's kind, of, it's kind of telling though because, and I think, you know, one of the big things that uh, you can see happen in, in a lot of scenarios is fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fear is a big one, mm-hmm. you know. I think uh, there's, there's some cool scriptures that we can talk about, you know, that, that kind of give us a little bit of light on this and, and I particularly like Matthew 10, 16, where Jesus is actually sending the disciples out into hostile territory to spread the gospel, to tell them about the, the gospel message. And um, he says this to them. He says, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves. Therefore, be shrewd as a snake and innocent as a dove. Now, for, for most of us, when we just try to think through what shrewd as a snake and innocent as a dove is, it's not like normal language for us. So what do you think he's talking about here when he's talking about shrewd as a snake? Yeah, I mean, I think th- they're obviously opposites. Uh, you know, you think of a snake as being, you know, hunter and, and, and you know, on the prowl and, and, you know, it doesn't always get great connotation. I mean, you don't think of a snake as being cuddly and warm and Mm-hmm. graceful uh it's like sh- yeah shrewd that's a great description so yeah it, that's an interesting description to say be shrewd as a snake which i think like what is it? yeah i'm gonna throw it back to you uh as yeah. well because i think i think christians should be more oh we, we should be the dove part for sure right, right we should yeah, be innocent yeah. as a dove that makes sense okay yeah we, you know like but 
can Jesus, why is Jesus telling them to be shrewd as a snake if the snake is associated with kind of that, that darker yeah. side of mm-hmm. life? So yeah, yeah. What, what do you think on that? I mean, that's, that's exactly what my first thought was, yeah. was, you know, he talks about treading on the head of snakes and like, mm-hmm. you know, these kind of things. So that it was interesting. So I looked up the word shrewd because I think that's really the key. And shrewd is <clears throat> having sharp powers of judgment. Hmm. That's what shrewd means. That was a surprising cool. definition for me because I knew, I knew about what it meant. But, you know, I think being careful about how you, how and what you say to people hmm. is really uh, something that, you know, we see so often when people are picketing and saying, you know, you're going to hell and all these kind of weird, crazy things that they can do where they're being super judgmental. I think Jesus is very clear saying, think about how you're approaching these people. And that's, that's to me what he's talking about here. You know, a snake is a little bit like not sneaky, but, but wise in how it moves. And, and that's what the shrewd kind of stands out to Mm me. So obviously he also says innocent as a dove. What do you think about that one? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's a little bit easier to to grasp for, you know, the traditional sense of, what it looks like to, to be a Christ follower. Um, you know, I, th- I think of Romans 12 where, where he's talking about don't, don't repay evil for evil. Uh, consider what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it's mm-hmm. impossible on your part, live at peace with everyone. Um, which again, I, I like the wording of that too, is if it's possible, like yeah. do your role, what is your role to be a peacemaker? Um, and, and being able to offer that to those around you, uh, that they can reject that. And I mean, that's right. their response is out of our control, yeah. but to go in and be wise, sh- you know, shrewd, tactful in, in, in our approach as a snake, you know, mm-hmm. in, but as a positive way, uh, but at the same time balance the grace and, and the, the peace of Christ. We're not, we're trying to, ultimately we're trying to build relationships. Yeah. I mean, it's not, we're going into, and this is, you know, goes into a lot of different, you know, dynamics for the Christian faith. We're, mm-hmm. we're not trying to win our, go out there and win arguments. A lot of Christians think, think that's the call. Right, that's yeah. the mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're, we're going in there to win arguments of truth, to, to beat back the culture. And we're going to prove that, that scripture is right. And this, mm-hmm. like, that's just really, you know, getting off the mission. Like cause yeah. Jesus calls us to what go win souls like go bring people into the kingdom like so how do you do that with wisdom and grace Mm -hmm. wisdom of a snake but the grace and the peace of of a lamb yeah or a dove um yeah i don't know yeah i mean i think you know it also is you know you're not you're not gonna talk to people and be like well this verse says this and this verse says this like you have to have some wisdom there and and talking through biblical morals um principles-based teaching and conversations, asking good questions. These are some things to me that is what Jesus was trying to get at here. Like there's ways to witness to people and to speak to them in, in the place where you're at that isn't offensive. It is trust building and it is, you know, uh, building up and creating relational equity and those kind of things. So I think to me, that's definitely what Jesus was referring to. Mm-hmm. Do you have what, like, again, like examples, like for both of us, what would that look like for you at different times, you know, in the workplace, in, in a secular setting, since 90% yeah. of the guys probably listening right. are in, in that category. What does yeah. that look like? I mean, I'll be honest, you know, I, I became a Christian a little bit later in life. So I had work experience while I was a non-Christian and I had Christian coworkers who 
would come at me like a little aggressive and they would be all about those Bible verses. And, you know, honestly, I knew some of the Bible verses, but they just weren't connecting to me. So it was almost like it pushed me away a little bit. So I just think it's so important to um, really have that trust. Like if, if someone's talking to me and they have trust in the relationship build up already, I'm more inclined to listen to something that's a little more aggressive and edgy compared to my own thoughts, right? Mm. So I think, you know, it really comes down to, are you being a good friend mm -hmm. at work? Are you like able to relate to them and just be a light? You don't have to, you know, be a theologian to be a light. Yeah. It's just understanding the principles and, and loving Jesus in your way and letting people see that and not be compromising. Yeah. You know, I think that's kind of going back to what we said earlier, you know, people have a tendency to sort of hold back their faith when they're in a non-faith environment. But, you know, you can't compromise on that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I think like being real uh, with and being being intentional uh, but being real at the same time, you know, I think, and there's a balance. I think you go to, you know, like you, you brought up, you can be over the top, maybe, uh, maybe too intentional and mm -hmm. too aggressive. Yeah. Uh, and then people, and I'm not saying there's not any way that God uses that, but uh, for the most part, people get turned away by that. Um, but you can be real about your faith and still be approachable. You know, you like Christians can still, you know, go, we can enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, coming up this, you know, like we can be into sports, we can be into, to, mm -hmm. we can talk about politics and culture with, with reason and, and rationale and, and be yeah. approachable without being uh, compromising. Um, mm -hmm. And, and I think the, the, the times where I've made it, you know, been intentional in workplaces where it's not a Christian environment. Yeah. Like still being able to, you know, bringing my Bible along, like mm -hmm. maybe before work starts reading, doing my devotions in, in the, in the locker room, you know, beforehand. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that I wasn't in someone's face. I wasn't, I didn't like, and I didn't mm -hmm. stand in the front of the door so that everyone saw me, but <laughs> right. like I've had a lot of relationships in non-Christian workplaces where they've seen me do other things or they've heard me talk yeah. in different ways. And we've opened up conversations right. about, about faith that are yeah. real. Cause we were real friends and I wasn't yeah. some strange, you know, unicorn of a person trying to be perfect or always mm -hmm. had a comeback. And yeah, I don't know. I think that balance is important. That, that's so good, man. And that authentic faith, like don't be a poser. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? People will see right through it and it's going to turn them off. Mm -hmm. So you can't be that guy, like you said, standing at the doorway with the Bible. Like it, it's kind of a funny scene to me almost mm -hmm. because it's so <laughs> absurd to like go that route. But yeah, in scripture, there are a couple of guys who really, uh, in the Old Testament that we talk about that have experience in this. And we're talking about Joseph and Daniel. We don't have time to get into their stories in depth, but honestly, um, they had this thing happen where they were taken into strange lands and surrounded by people of other religions and things like that. And yet they still gained favor. What do you think were a couple of the things that you could pinpoint that might have been uh, why they got that favor? Yeah, I think both of them uh, showed they had integrity. Uh, they both showed integrity in both the, their stories. They both worked really hard uh, and they were both loyal mm -hmm. um, and, and, and they also held to their convictions. So, so they were able to, to, to do excellent work. Yeah. You know, they weren't they were they were doing their best. They made impact. 
uh, but they were they were they stuck to their integrity and their 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 principles that the Lord called them to, mm. and so that that found favor and that gave them a platform to to point others to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really a good point because even though they were in this like like they were captives, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and in different senses, but uh, and yet they still did it, did the things that they were asked to do, didn't compromise, and were authentic. I think those are so key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, you know, if you're looking for some extra credit, like go ahead and do a little digging in on Joseph and Daniel. I think you'll be surprised at some of those characteristics and how obvious they are when you're thinking about it from a like Christian workplace kind of stance. But one of the things that we want to do is always leave you guys with like something to think about as you um, go throughout your week or whatever. And so we have three questions this week that I really want you to think through, ponder, uh, process, and they're simple. That's the nice thing about this. It's like simple little questions. So question one is, why did he call me there? Like, why did he call you to the place that you're working? Number two is, what's my purpose there? Like, once I understand why he brought me here, what am I supposed to achieve while I'm here? And then, am I representing Christ well? If you are a true Christ follower, that should be your heart's desire in every environment. But those three questions, I really feel like will help you start to navigate what it's like to work in a Christian or uh, not be a Christian in the workplace. Um, So yeah, we're so thankful you guys have been with us today. Hopefully you've picked up a thing or two that you can take with you and and apply. You know, next week we're going to come back and we're continuing the series and we're talking about dealing with church hurt. Church hurt's a big one, dude. (laughs) Like that's going to be a a big topic. So make sure you tune in uh, next week. Uh, Thank you for listening and God bless. Hey, thanks for listening to our Men of Iron podcast. If you enjoyed that episode, make sure you go to menofiron.org or you can hit the subscribe button. You can ring the notification bell. That way you don't miss out on any future episodes. But again, thanks for checking out Men of Iron.